When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron and his teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Bring you our Wednesday show today, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Fo- Fo- Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus Network. I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. I am here with my buddy Buck. Buck, what's going on, bud? I'm feeling really good. You know, I'm busy as all hell at work, but when I get the reprieve and I get to talk a little bit of football with you on a Wednesday, it's a great way to get through the rest of the week. There's two days, and then you got a Saturday full of college football, Florida, Georgia. Big matchup, could be bigger, wish it was, but upset central, I don't know. And then you get into Sunday. Bob, I got to say, we had a pretty strong week on the live show for the last two weeks. We're making the right calls the majority of the time. And I would be, I would suffice to say we're well over 64% here for the last couple weeks. So we're doing yeoman's work every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. or when the questions stop. Y'all have been really good lately about getting those questions in early. We get to them. It'll take a little bit. A lot of times we run about 30 minutes behind, but that's because we're given the color. We're given the analysis that you people deserve. You need to justify why you're starting a guy like Donald Parham or a guy like CJ Uzoma, who I was super high on on the weekend. Only three catches, Bob, but two tutties. I'll take it every day to the bank. Join us this Sunday. Have, have some fun with us. Yeah, and we're also excited to announce that our partnership with Good Sports, uh, we've done really good over the last couple of weeks, our, our, all our donations. So when our, our YouTube followers come on, they want to get their questions answered. They donate to us sometimes to get their questions expedited. 10% of all donations now go to Good Sports. Good Sports is a charity organization that donates equipment to underprivileged communities to help kids play sports. Over 27,000 kids and now 540,000 kids have been helped with this program. Um, we're excited. We're approaching. We're well over fifty dollars for the month in our donations. Let's let's keep it going. Let's try to get up to that seventy-five mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to set a goal for Sunday. But we're gonna we're excited about our partnership and we're excited about our Sunday live. So, but today we're gonna be talking a little bit about you know Thursday night football because tomorrow some fun games. I know Devontae Adams got a cough and Lazard. You know apparently they were close and they got they got sick. So now we're gonna have some shakeups at the receiver position for the Packers. Talk a little bit about Thursday night with the Cardinals Packers. Then we're going to talk about some start sits, some guys that are well owned that me and Buck are not feeling, and some guys that might be out on your waivers that you could potentially scoop up and play this week. And then finally, some QB streamers, tight end streamers, some late round guys. Maybe if we have the time, we don't know. But today we're going to do something a little different for Thursday night football as well. We're going to set a, we're going to set a FanDuel lineup. I'm going to put we're going to go with Buck's gut, and Buck's going to give us the gut. Thursday night football fan duel start of the week. Not a sponsor, but it should be. Um, yeah, and I'm not much of a DFS guy, Bob. So I got to oh. say, I'm, oh, I'm willing to tackle this challenge with a gut as hard as I can. I'm going to flop it right on the table. I like it, baby. That's why we. That's why there's only one guy you go for the gut, and that's Buck. 
And that's what we're going to do for the Thursday Night Football Stangham. But if you're listening to this podcast on the audio side, make sure you're joining us on the YouTube channel for all our videos are now with the Fantasy Football Fantasy Focus Network. And we're also featured on the Fantasy Football Network. Believe it or not, a lot of Fs floating around. I'm sorry, folks. It's just hard to get through all that. But they're both streamed on there. We also are going to be on Instagram with uh, myself, the Fantasy Focus crew, Sky Gawasco, also the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. On Instagram, on TikTok, I'm over there dancing, doing some videos for you. Start this guy with this dance move. Not true, but it could be um, if, if we got more views. But then also, I think it needs to be true, Bob. All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm going to start dancing. Manifest a destiny. Of, a Read a book, watch a film, do a okay. TikTok dance. I got awesome. another list on my requirements for you. That's awesome. Squid Game, read a book. Uh, you know, Forster Morneau. The, the the book island yeah that was a whole thing on sunday you gotta be there you gotta be there on sundays to understand our inside jokes because you'll be on the inside so join us every sunday live but make sure you're following us the candlestick kids all across the platform leave a rate rate and review please do it helps us a lot but that you know i'm, I'm tired of let's just skip over all this and all the minutiae and let's get right into it the thursday night football game is brought to you of course by our sunday live show and good sports 10 a.m to 1 p.m eastern make sure you're joining us now, the key for this game is is going to be the injuries, but also just Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard being out. But when you dive into the numbers, first off, the game still has a pretty high over-under, 49.5. Um, the Cardinals are minus 6.5, which is interesting. They're they're almost giving a, a touchdown now because no Adams, no Alan Lazard this week, so maybe they're giving more love to the Cardinals. Um, Packers, of course, we talked about Lazard and Adams being out, but also the Cardinals side, they're going to be without J.J. Watt. Um, but they are getting back Chandler Jones. They had a bunch of guys on COVID over the last few weeks on the defensive line. They're all coming back, including some defensive tackles and Chandler Jones. So swapping out J.J. Watt, bringing back Chandler Jones. So I guess it's kind of a wash from the Cardinals defense side. But before we start getting into the players individually, Buck, what are you looking forward to most of this Thursday night football game? Kyler Murray. I think this game has Kyler Murray written all over it. Okay. You look at that Cardinals defense. They've been stout throughout the year both sides to the run to the pass they're just talented i know they're going to be missing jj watt everybody america's favorite son is what some call him and it, that'll be a big hurt to them but they've been so solid all year when i look at that packers defense i see an, a strong defense as well i mean look at the results that they've had thus far the thing is they're not putting up those light show numbers they're not you know this isn't uh this isn't the 68 dead show, you know, out there at Shea Stadium, Bob. This isn't what's happening with the light shows and the fireworks. You're not seeing it, but you, you see a calm, calculated offense out there. So I actually, I'm going to stick with Vegas on this game and think that it will be right at that 50-point threshold. I think this will be 28-22 for the Cardinals. And I do think that Aaron Rodgers struggles in this game. We'll get to that later. Okay. So let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. One of the things I wanted to take a quick look at is over the, with Matt LaFleur as offensive coordinator over the last couple of seasons, uh, there's been six games without Devontae Adams. So I wanted to look at how Aaron Rodgers did without Devontae Adams. Interestingly, in, interestingly enough, he's been pretty good. QB5, QB4, then he had a bad game, QB24, QB10, QB1, QB3. So mixed in there is four top five finishes, a top 20, uh, six, uh, five top 10 finishes of the six games. So still fit, performing as a QB one without Adams. Um, but I guess your, what are your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers this week? Are, are we going to hear about him later? Is he someone you're fading? What's your overall thoughts about Rodgers without Adams and Lazard in the lineup? We'll just knock my QB fade out right now since it is the yeah. Thursday game. I'm fading Rodgers. Quite frankly, he's had two games where he's impressed and he's facing the number two defense in the NFL this coming week. The Cardinals have just been way too solid on the outside. And when I look at Randall Cobb, I don't see a huge threat. I know we're going to get to him. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, it's a question mark at this point. It's a coin flip. So when I look at it, I'm thinking to myself, where is everything going to come from? It's not Bob Tunyon. Just because Bob Tunyon hasn't been a primary target, I know he will probably have an upward tick in volume in terms of those targets this week. But the Cardinals shut down tight ends. So I'm really not looking forward to the Aaron Rodgers performance whatsoever. However, they are so solid in scripting around that. 
right? They, they figure out a way. That's not LaFleur offense. It figures out a way. They'll keep this game tight. By no means do I think this will be a blowout. I've been wrong on most Thursday games, as I think most I'm not an expert, but most quote-unquote experts have also been wrong on Thursday night games throughout this season so far. You just never know what's coming. What I know is he's facing probably the strongest defense he has faced all year, and he has not exactly lit the roof on fire. So I'm going to park the bus on Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to opt for a higher ceiling against a better matchup type of situation this week for my plays. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, so I think I think of the Packers side, let's just comb through the rest of these players and. Uh, my my, I think Aaron Aaron Jones is in. I I know he's had his ups and downs and had a, he's come off a slow week against Chicago, but um, I think we're good with Aaron, Aaron Jones. Correct? I'm I'm very good with Aaron Jones. Good. All right. So the next question does come though. There is going to be pass volume out there. There's going to be passes. There's going to there's going to be a receiver that's going to have to catch the passes. So my question comes: Is it Randall Cobb in your opinion, or is it Marquez Valdez Scantling if he comes off IR this week? So. If it's just those two players, I'm going to opt for Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb had one good week. Every other week, he's had four, 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 one, zero. Those have been his stats through this season so far. So could this be that one week? The problem is, where are the threats? If you want to shut him down, which I think the Cardinals are apt to do, I'm ruling Randall Cobb as I think he'll be a solid flex play here. But as my wide receiver two, wide receiver three, whatever you want to call it, I, I think I'm going to opt for something else. But desperate times call for desperate measures. So if I'm in that pinch myself, I'm opting for Randall Cobb. Still too many question marks with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Does he play? Is Equinamius St. Brown going to get in there? I'm going to throw a name your way, my friend. I'm going to throw a name your way. Amari Rogers. Mm. That's who I think actually benefits the most out of this. Third round pick. Kids got talent. Little short guy. Rogers loves his little miniature receivers. And I don't mean to call out anybody who's 5'9 is miniature. I'm just talking about in comparison to the structure and stature of an, a prototypical NFL receiver who at this day and age is six foot two, about 213 pounds. But that's neither here nor there, Bob. No, so this is a fellow that. that can play. Yeah. That's a fellow that can play. I think Amari Rogers, I'm starting over Randall Cobb. Okay, yeah, that's pretty bold. That's gonna be good it's for bold, our, our baby. fan. That's gonna be our fan duel lineup when we do that. Oh, that's I'm getting Amari up in there. Um, so let's do a quick uh, Randall Cobb. I listen. I'm gonna actually go the opposite way. I'm actually gonna go MVS. Um, the Cardinals are are more susceptible out wide versus receivers this year. So I think if MVS plays, there was one game last year where Alan Lazard and and Adams were out. It actually was Robert Tanyan who was the best best play of all. Um, it came against the Atlanta Falcons. Just looking through this right now, I mean, it's really it, – Valdez-Scantling, eight targets, but he only put four for 45 up. Not going to really get it done. I don't think I'm really trying to – I think you're right. I'm not going to try to go out of my way, but let's just do a quick in and out. Randall Cobb or LaVisca Chenault versus Seattle? Randall Cobb. Sterling Shepard versus Kansas City. If he plays. Sterling Shepard. Hopefully he plays. A lot of question marks there with the uh, receiving core for the Giants. What about Christian Kirk in the same game versus Green Bay? Christian Kirk. Okay, and then Jacoby Myers versus a very tough Chargers defense. I want to fade Myers, but I'm going to choose Myers over Cobb. Okay, all right. So Robert Tanyan, like I brought up in this game, had three touchdowns in that one game last year when there was no Adams and Lazard. Now, the flip side to this, though, is, yeah, he had six for 98 and three. It was a dominant performance, but the Cardinals have allowed the least fantasy points to tight ends this season. So what is your pulse on Rob Tanyan? Are you starting this week as a key, uh, tight end one? You know, because we do have Darren Waller and Mark Andrews uh, both out this week. So what's your thoughts there? Yeah, because we're lacking options there, I think you still have to start him. There's no doubt. And honestly, the wide receiver situation might benefit him. The, the Cardinals, in my opinion, are just far too solid. They, they will isolate options pretty well. That's why I'm looking to guys like even Equinomius St. Brown, and uh, but definitely Amari Rogers to pick up the slack there. You know, leave a little breadcrumb trail for him. Hopefully they they don't score many touchdowns as I'm fading Rogers. But I do think Amari Rogers has a good chance of hitting on a big play. And St. Brown, talented guy, haven't seen the full bag of tricks yet. I, I think that the ancillary receivers will have better games than both Cobb and uh, and Bob Tutton in here. 
Okay, so let's shift to the Cardinals side. We know Murray's in. We're not stressing about Murray. Cardinals running backs. Um, do you have a preference Edmonds versus Connor this week? I like Edmonds better this week simply because I think I think that this sets up for a Kyler Murray rush game. I think okay. Kyler Murray will be the X factor and what drives the Cardinals over the line to stay undefeated. Okay. All right, let's jump down to the Cardinals receivers. I think obviously DeAndre Hopkins is questionable, but sounds like he's going to play. Are you? We do have a question that came up from Victor. Oh my God, he asked, he flat he asked flat out asked us, "Are you comfortable playing New Hopkins this week?" Tell us, Buck. I'm always comfortable playing New Hopkins. He's a warrior. We've seen him play hobbled before. He still shows up and he plays well. I have no concerns over Hopkins if he's a go. If it's green light and it ain't a red light, Bob, I'm going for the green light here. Green lights. Uh, okay, so behind it's a Matt Hopkins. McConaughey book, you should probably read. By the way, it's called Green Lights. Nope, I'm out. Listen, I'm here for you. I'll do video, audio. I'll talk to you all day, Buck. But I'm not. I, listen know, to I'm, the listen to the audio book. It's McConaughey right. just talking at you for four hours. I love it. That'll help. That'll yeah, help with. All right. So then behind Hopkins, Green AJ Green. Good transition. Green lights. AJ Green or Christian Kirk. Um, I know Rondell Moore is a distant fourth at this point. It's really hard to predict when Rondell Moore is going to get that one touch to it's take top the right now. Yeah, but Kirk and and Green are on the field the most of, behind Hopkins. So, do you have a preference either one? Are you starting both this week? What's your thoughts on these two guys? If you got them, smoke them. Okay, nice. Either one. Yeah, and then Zach Ertz uh, coming off. Of, he did have, you know, he did run 19 rounds versus 33 for Hopkins. He was still kind of relatively a part-time player, but it was his first game with the Cardinals. That should be expected. Four targets, but he took that one to the house. Um, are you starting Ertz this week? Yeah, I don't mind Ertz. We're lacking in in tight end ones that you could always bank on, so I tend to flip it to if I've seen any sort of premonition for a quarterback to target a tight end, which we've seen with Kyler Murray throughout the year, whether it be Max Double X Williams, Ooh. Triple X at day, like certain days Triple X Williams, but then you got you know now you got Zachy Ertz coming in there. Zach Ertz is a pros pro. I, I do like Arizona's wide receivers for this game because I think Kyler is going to make a difference running. What happens when a quarterback runs the ball? Defense tucks in a bit. It opens and exposes them for some deep shots down the field. All right, let's do this really quick then. Spinoff. Uh, Schultz, Tanyan, Seals, Jones. Let's add Ertz in here. Of those four, uh, answer, so with Ertz or Tanyan in this game and then also in this scenario, who would you pick? I personally think it's Schultz. Guy's an absolute stuff. I'm going Schultz out of this question here. Yeah. Okay. Big D is what I call him. Oh, okay, folks. Keeping it PG. All right. Let's keep this going here. So what we're going to do now is we're going to jump over to FanDuel. Now I'm going to share my screen real quick. And Buck is going to give us his DFS lineup this week on FanDuel. Um, And we're going to talk through and how it works. Essentially, you'll see on the screen, we'll be talking a little bit about a captain. Essentially, the captain gets one and a half points. So you want your best player to be in the captain mold here. And of course, as you can see at the left hand, left hand side of your screen, or right, I don't at this point, it's left hand for me, whatever. Kyler Murray's the most expensive at seventeen thousand. You only get sixty thousand dollars to spend. Now, just to put into context, the cheaper options are down there, closer to seventy five hundred, seven thousand bucks. So let's let's start. Who do you need to be your captain this week? Is it chalk with Kyler Murray? Or do you chalk. have another option? It's chalk. Okay. Yep. So Go ahead and write plop. that name on the chalkboard, Bob. We put him in. We got him in. Now, what's next? Are you going to go Aaron Jones? Are you going to go Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins? Now, remember, when you start paying up for these guys, you have to start finding guys lower cost because you're only able to spend now, on average, 10750 bucks. So tell me, Buck, who's next on your list? I'm going to take the bargain basement deal here for 12. No, it's not that bargain basement, Bob. Hit the escalator. We're going up. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Aaron Jones. I want Aaron Jones in there. I think 12500 is a, a decent price there. All right. Okay. So now I think down. Packers yeah. will be leaning on him. Yeah. So $10,000 now per player left. You have three more players to pick from. Who you got? Uh, scroll down for me here. We're going to get my guy in there, Amari Rogers. Oh, wow. Okay. We got a little... Yeah, you got to do the search on him. Yeah. Look at that, 5,500. 5, so yeah, that baby. jumps you back up to 12,500 now for an average player. So you can get uh, potentially uh, Christian Kirk, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, or you can pay it for Aaron Rodgers and see what other bargain bin options you have out there. 
Wait, we can get a a Rob in there. Yeah. So if you do, or so let's just look at. Yeah. So if you do Aaron Rodgers, your next player needs to be ten thousand dollars. So you jump down. No, here I'm fading Aaron Rodgers. Get him out of my lineup, Bob. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Oh, sorry, I jumped on you there. Yeah, I, I, a little bit, a little bit. Get, get got a little heated. Let me sink those teeth then, pal. All right. All right. So what do we got gonna, next year? You know what? For the price point, to free us up a little bit, I'm going to go Chase Edmonds here. Okay. Now, theoretically, that allows you to get Aaron Rodgers in your lineup. I. But go with your gut here, and if you feel well, you, you we're can trying have money. to win, we're trying to win here, and we have a rare situation. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they have Amari. Amari Rodgers gets you anything. You're going to be good here because I, I need that you, A Rodge to A Rodge connection. Yeah, so that's that's it, folks. We got Kyler Murray in the captain. C gets you one and a half points. Then he's got Aaron Jones. Amari Rogers has his deep, deep sleeper, fifty five hundred dollars. That allowed him to pay up and get guy Aaron Rodgers in his lineup, and also Chase Edmonds. So we enter in this lineup, Buck. Let's let's hit it. All right, buddy. All right, that's it, folks. That's Bucks. Go with the gut. Fan duel lineup of the week, folks, on Thursday night football. I'm excited. I'm gonna I'll set one too later and we'll uh we'll we'll talk about that uh on Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully win some money. If I win millions, Buck, listen, I fronted the money. You know, we'll split it 50-50. Don't worry. No, no, no. Bob, this was my gut. All I asked for is like a pizza or something, you know? If I win like 10 grand, you're getting more than a pizza. You're getting five grand. <laughs> <laughs> so just so you know. I mean, I think I don't think we're gonna be chalky with that setup right there. No, no, Amari Rogers is your X Factor, right? If he gets you you know, three for 50, you're probably going to be great because he's going to give you better value than most guys are on the week. But that's it, folks. All right, so let's jump into why we're really here. We're going to talk about our key, you know, our, our basically our start sits of the week. Before we do our start sit, we're going to do a quick commercial break, introduce one of our new advertisers in this segment. Our start sits of the week is brought to you by Carefactor. Me and Buck will be back right after this commercial break. Hey, DCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. Yeah, really excited about our partnership with Carafactor. Now, let's get into this, Buck. we got our positional, positional start sits this week. You know how we do. We talk about each position. Guys that are – now, this week we're doing heavy rostered players, players that are rostered well over 50% of leagues that you could fade. And now we also found deeper names that are less owned that you could actually start. So, Buck, we start with the QBs. Give me what you got. Who's your QB fade? Oh, wait, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, we already got it. We already know. But is there anything else – that you want to elaborate on before we move to my sleep, uh, my fate of the week for the QB. No, there's nothing quite like contradictory podcasting where you place him in your fan duel lineup where I'm trying to win 10 K and split it with you. And we'll get together, get a pizza pie, maybe go to Vegas. Who knows? Get a little nuts. Um, yeah, it's just contradictory, but you gotta understand. I don't think this is going to be a 26, 27 point game for Rogers. And I think that, the player that I'm going to highlight for my play of the week definitely has a way higher upside. I think there's a couple of those on the board this week that are not rostered over, what is it, 70% uh, in these leagues for quarterbacks here, Bob. So I think yeah, there's some that. different options that you might even get a little bit lucky if you try to hit on this week. Okay. Yeah, so that, that takes me to my QB fade, and it's actually someone that's actually bounced back. Early on in the season, he was doing really well. 
and um, not doing well. Now he looks pretty good. It's Matt Ryan. You know, over the last few weeks, he got off. Uh, he's over the last five weeks. He's actually been the QB nine, um, coming off some really good games over the last couple of the games. And I just now he's facing Carolina, and I do think the Carolina secondary is a little bit of a poser, but I don't think they are a complete dud either. I think they have been exposed by really good passing teams like Dak Prescott. The the Vikings did very well against them. But when I'm looking at the numbers, that one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people are forgetting, and this is a PSA announcement. Stephon Gilmore is coming back. Now, Stephon Gilmore is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL, and he's been traded to the Panthers, and he's been waiting in the wings. He started to practice this week. Matt Rule came out and said that they think that Stephon Gilmore is going to be in the lineup this week. That's huge. That's a guy that they can take and shadow. They can shadow Calvin Ridley with him, and Calvin Ridley's matchup goes down the drain. Now, do I expect Gilmore to just hop on the field and be a top-level cornerback? No, but he's definitely going to be an upgrade on some of the positions. They've been banged up in the secondary. Henderson, who they traded for earlier in the year, has been a little banged up. They also lost uh, A.J. Aboye a lot for for extended period of time. Dante Jackson has been banged in and out of the lineup. So I think there has been a lot of moving parts. But when they get these guys healthy, they're going to have a very elite secondary. Plus, I looked at Matt Ryan's stats from 2020. He versus Carolina, he averaged 253 yards last year. Zero touchdowns and one interception in each game. Not going to get it done. He did He did save somewhat of his fantasy day. He did get a rushing touchdown. But if you're going to bank on Matt Ryan rushing touchdowns, I don't think that's a winning for, formula. So his stats from last year, plus the emergence with uh, Stephon Gilmore, I just think, too, that the, the Panthers' offense is a little scary right now. And if they're not going to be able to put up points, I just don't think the Falcons are going to need to throw like they did last week against the Dolphins. So that's why I'm fading Matt Ryan this week. So, Buck, give me a guy who you can actually, if you're you're sitting there Thursday night and you're like, all right, well, I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers. Give me a guy on Sunday that you can replace Aaron Rodgers with who's less owned uh, in fantasy leagues. It's Kirk Cousins. I think he's been mentioned by one of us almost every other week on this show. But Kirk, Kirk Cousins, man, he's playing a Dallas defense that's giving up an average of 24 fantasy points a game. And that's not even on some of the crazy metrics I've seen with the scoring systems. I really think this could be a 27, 28 point game then. Therefore, uh, Kirk Cousins, get him into that top echelon of those top 10 quarterbacks and drive you to victory. A lot of people have a choice to make. They might have a top end, they might have an Aaron Rodgers. When I look at matchup, that's what dictates where I fade, where I play. And Kirk Cousins, he's got two great threats out there. I'm, I'm looking for a big game from old Kirky boy here. Yeah. Kirk has been awesome. And that Dallas offense, that could be a fun one. That could be a game where you see a lot of points put up. You got to love that. So jump down to my QB guy. And um, it has a combination to do with a couple things. The matchup plus an infusion of talent. And it's Teddy Bridgewater. Now, Bridgewater has been kind of, you know, maligned over the last couple weeks, but he's playing against the Washington football team. And the Washington football team, for whatever the reason is, they have become the worst defense against quarterbacks, receivers. They allow the most points, and they've become a huge slot, uh, wide, um, wow, pass funnel defense. So their run defense is actually pretty good, but their pass defense is terrible. And then this week, he gets Jerry Judy back. Now you're talking a three-receiver set of Judy in the slot, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant on the um, Cortland Sutton on Stutton, the uh, okay, Cortland, uh, 137 air yards, man. Love every it. game on Noah average. Fant, That's incredible. Exactly. So my thing is, and when we saw that week one game against the Giants, Judy was featured and he was playing in the slot six for 60. He was dominating before he got hurt. But now you add Jerry Judy along with those two receivers and Noah Fant plus those two running backs. I'm starting to feel the weapons around Teddy Bridgewater. On top of that, look at the quarterbacks who have dominated the Washington football team. Jameis Winston, 279 yards, four touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 283 yards and four touchdowns. Daniel Jones, 31 and a half fantasy points. So it's Boom. not like it's not even like dominant quarterbacks. And then the dominant guys have had monster games. Josh Allen had a had over 40 points against them. So it's Crushed been huge. And I think. I think with Jerry, I think that safe floor with Teddy B that he's going to offer you because he's a competent quarterback with weapons. But now with Judy in there, I think he offers you a little bit more of a oomph this sure. week, and I think he can get you that low end QB one numbers. All right, Buck, those are our QBs buys and fades. Now we're going to move to the running back position. Let's jump to your guy that you're fading this week. Who's the running back that you're fading 
that's owned in most leagues right now. So I got, I got two fellas here. I'm going to choose somebody that's probably being opted for more instead of a guy that is definitely fading out of most starting rotations here. I'm going to go James Conner. James Conner's workload has remained steady, and that's the one thing that I really like. But I think Kyler gets it done. I emphasize that in our Thursday night preview. I think they're going to heavily emphasize Kyler in this game. I think it will detract. I think it'll be a bit of a more open game plan for the Cardinals. Connor will have his role. I do feel that Connor will finish with eight plus points in this game. The key for Connor has been and will continue to be finding that end zone. I look for Kyler to be the guy to just be punching one in from about eight yards out as opposed to something from two to one yards out with James Connor. Gotcha. My guy has actually been really good. And I actually, when I'm like looking through the numbers, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I should do this. It's Leonard Fournette. I kind of felt like that with Connor, by the way. Yeah, no, I, I know. Like the thing is, like with Connor, at least you could say, all right, well, they got, they have Edmonds, and Edmonds is in the pass game role, and Edmonds gets double digit carries. Leonard Fournette for me has been an absolute workhorse, and I've liked Leonard Fournette for a while now. But when I'm looking at the New Orleans Saints matchup, you're just like, yep. that's not great. Um, plus this season, like just across the board, the Saints are good not only against the run, but they're also good against pass catching running backs. So. It's really there is no weakness when they're facing off. They got uh, Ryan in the middle. They got some dominant guys up front. Um, so I think I'm I'm trying to fade Leonard Fournette where I can. Obviously, you know this week too. Pretty much we're all hands on deck. Obviously Josh Jacobs got hurt. I know Barkley is still banged up. I know we have a couple like ongoing injuries: Clyde Edwards-Helaire, CMC, etc. So it's going to be tough to fade him completely. But at the same time, look at so I, there's two there's two versions of Leonard Fournette. There's the two regular season games from last year where he had six carries for five yards in the two games. That's not great. And then you have playoff Lenny, who goes completely bonkers, 107 total yards on the touchdown in that matchup. Um, I think he settles somewhere in the middle. And and I think that, for me, is not going to be a good fantasy day. I think if he gets you you know, 50 combined yards and a touchdown, that's fine. Probably give you low Q, uh, RB2 numbers. But at the same time, like I think in the Saints matchup, Ronald Jones, the, all the all the noise with them all the time. Every single week, they're like, well, Ronald Jones this and that. And Jameis Winston and company, if you watch these Saints games, they are low score. Most cases, they're either low scoring games. They're ugly because Jameis isn't lighting things up. They don't have any weapons. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is coming off a red-hot performance against the Chicago Bears. So I think in that aspect, the Saints' run defense isn't going to let Leonard Fournette just run all over them. So Tom Brady's going to go back. He's going to throw. He's going to do his thing. So I think I'm fading Leonard Fournette this week. Now, I feel a little on, on the limb here, Buck, so help me out. Who's a guy that I can actually pick up and or is less owned that I can replace Leonard Fournette with this week that you have confidence in? Man, I, I, I kind of like Fournette, so it's hard for me to say this is a one-to-one -one replacement. But I get all your argument there, and, and it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to Alex Collins here against the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. This is simply a volume play. You know me, Bob. It's all about touches. This is a guy who's getting touches, period. 15 rushes, 20 rushes, 16 rushes in his last three games. Jaguars are leaking points to running backs. Averaging 20 points given up per game plus. This is a team that's struggling against running backs. Where do we go from here in terms of what the other options there in Seattle? I'm going to Alex Collins. Think he gets it done. And with the Geno Smith uh, renaissance, I guess you call it the, the Geno renaissance, it's, it's, they're going to have to lean on Alex Collins here, man. All right. I don't know if that's going to stick, but you know, I'll support you. If you want to do the Geno renaissance, I'm in. I'll do it. But I don't know, man. That's going to be a tough one. But Alex Collins has looked awesome, too. If you watch Alex Collins, it's like he gets, he's about to get, lose a yard, and then he sometimes does a little wiggle and gets two yards, which looks bad in the box score. But if you watch big, him live, he likes to wiggle. He likes, he likes a little wiggle in his game, uh, and I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so no no kind of like hesitation with Rashad, Rashad Penny at all? No. Or you feel – okay. Nope. All right. Penny so, is a penny. Okay, I got you. My running back by is someone that we kind of thought was a fade a little bit last week because of Damian Williams, and it's Khalil Herbert. Herbert, I mean, listen, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're not expecting running backs to do that well against them. And you've heard this – if you listen to any football or fantasy football podcast – you'll know that no one runs for 100 yards against the Tampa Bay Bucs, and, and he did last week. Um, and But the other thing that – forget about the 18 carries for 100 yards versus very tough Tampa Bay defense. 
It's the receiving work that actually impressed me the most. He had five catches in that game for 33 yards. He was used as a complete back. Um, that that receiving game usage is what got me excited because now I'm like, okay, until David Montgomery comes back, they're going to view him as a similar concept to David Montgomery. They're going to give him all the work, give him all the touches. And if he can do that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's very few defenses that I'll feel not confident in starting. I know San Francisco against the run has been okay. It's been pretty good. But we just saw Jonathan Taylor get for 100 yards against them. And the only thing the Bears got, and the Bears, you can't get much worse than last week against Tampa Bay. That game flow, horrible. They were down multiple scores, and he still got 18 carries for 100 yards against Tampa Bay. That gives me confidence to start him this week, and he's still being started, uh, rostered in less than 50% of ESPN leagues, which is going to go up, of course. That's, that's crazy to me. And is that just mind-boggling from a coaching perspective that the game flow never flipped at all to try and get back in it? Not one time. Just, yeah. 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 Let's just accumulate. Let's get good at the things that we're already uh, pretty decent at, but never seem to yield wins instead of manicuring the things that could separate us and get us to be a more consistent football team. Infuriating if you're a Bears fan. It has yep. to be. But credit to Khalil Herbert. You know, he's a guy that for a few weeks we've been pounding that drum. Even against this Bucks team, we had suggested him in quite a few questions where people were in a real bye week pinch. Look at that. 100, 100 yards, five receptions. That's a guy who's getting it done in a completely dismantled effort against the Buccaneers. So, you know, good for Khalil Herbert. He's showing that he is a player. And shout out to Sky for calling it real early. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, those are those are our running backs for this week, fades and buys. Let's jump over to the wide receiver position. Oh, now, yeah. Buck, give me a wide receiver heavily rostered that you are fading this week for fantasy purposes. This guy seems to be a gem. Everybody's looking at this guy like he's Timothy Chalamet. You know, he's going to be the next next great Oscar contending actor. Bob, do you even know who uh, Timothy Chalamet is? Nope. You're kidding me, right? Go back I'm, to the I'm double not. screen. We got to talk this out real quick. All right, let's go. You don't let's know go. Timmy C? No. Who is oh, it? man. Fantastic actor. Fantastic actor. Uh, That's what's, my guy. What's, what's the uh, – well, I mean, I might know his face. If you tell me where he's from, I might well, be we like, talked oh, yeah. about Dune. We talked about Dune a little bit last week. And now we got to talk about the film, which he is the primary star. He's Paul Atreides in it. And – He's fantastic, man. Timothy and his Dune. whole body of work, Timothy Chalamet, C H A L E M. Oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, old yeah, Timmy. Yeah, Did you ever yeah. watch the, was it The uh, King on Netflix? Yeah, I, think it was I did. The King. That's yeah, a great I movie. I don't know that's names, man. That's, my, that's on me. But yeah, go ahead. All right. So uh, we're not fading T Timothy today. He's actually a buy. So talk to me about a wide receiver fade. <laughs> well, this is the guy who I would compare. They are peers. They are okay. equals in terms of two separate realms, but everybody's buying into Jalen Waddle. Yeah. You're coming into a steamroller here. Folks, the Bills make this very easy because they are so consistent at shutting down the primary fantasy football threats of their opposition. All season long, it has happened like clockwork. Jalen Waddle is going to struggle. That is a dis jointed offense for Miami and we saw what the bills did to them week what was that week two week three whatever it was it's going to be the same thing Jalen Waddle will not have separation in this game Jalen Waddle you know a good game for him from my perspective is like five for 50 that's not going to get it done that's not going to pierce the top 24 receivers for this week and I think it's just going to be the same old same old I would say Trey White's going to be on him for the majority of the game but then Taron Johnson's coming back. Bills are going to look pretty damn decent across wherever they want to line Waddle up. He will struggle in this game. Jalen Waddle's a fade. Yeah, mine's not as – that's a good one. I mean, he's red hot too, but, but I mean, the Bills, man, forget about it. Coming off the bye too, yeah, I'm not interested in the Waddle thing either. But my fade is actually someone that is probably more PPR-centric. Um, it's Jacoby Myers again. And I, 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 talked to, I feel like I talked about Jacoby Myers. He is the – the definition of a guy who I will, who I feel like when I look at my matchup analysis for slot versus wide, if the matchup is good for slot receivers, I'm going to want to play Jacoby Myers. If it's bad, I fade him. And every single time, 
Like I'm wrong about I'm right about kickers and when to sit Jacoby Myers. Those are the two things, and that's basically it. And Jacoby Myers for me this week. But you're good at that. Oh, I'm great at it. Absolutely. Great Very. At it. You're great. You're great. Good is the wrong word. Oh, okay, you're, great, you're right. Bob. That's on me. Yeah. That's on me. But Jacoby Myers is still being ranked as a wide receiver three on all these sites. So Fantasy Pros Expert Consensus has him as a top 36 receiver. We're going to talk about some guys this week that are coming back that I feel I'm much more higher on than Jacoby Myers. But the Chargers, the, the Patriots are playing the Chargers this week. The Chargers not only allow the fewest fantasy points to the slot, but they allow 5.9 points per game in half-point PPR to the slot. That's not just the fewest. It's like the average is about 10 and a half, 11. Then it's about most around the eight range. And then it's the chargers. Like it's yeah, not they're on the close. moon. The rest yeah. of us are down here on earth. Yeah. Yeah. They're exactly. I mean, if there was a second object close to earth, I would say it's them. It's not Venus and it's not Mars. It's not that far, but yeah, the moon's probably more accurate. Maybe a flyby comet. That's where the chargers defense I mean, is. Venus is quite far, Bob. I would think Mercury is probably more in the mix. Yeah, yeah. It's not as far as Uranus, but at the same time, (laughs) at the same time. Trust me, it's not. I know, I know, I know. But anyway, that's why I'm fading Jacoby Myers. He's still being listed as a wide receiver three because he offers you that floor. Don't fall for it. You know, and he doesn't score touchdowns. I know it's coming. I can't wait till the guy scores a touchdown, but he just doesn't score either. So, you know, I'm not going to take that five for 40 game again this week. So I'm going to fade Jacoby Myers. Buck, I'm, I'm those... totally fine with the Myers fade, by the way. Yeah. I alluded to that in our early segment. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about players that are less owned. Now, these guys are typically owned in most leagues, 50-plus percent. There's guys that we found that are actually less owned on rosters today that you actually could start right away. So who are some of the players that you're willing to start? Well, do you mind if I just chop three names out there? Because I think all of these, given nope. health – uh, two are healthy. I can't do it. I got to do one. <laughs> Buck, I'm sorry. I, I got I got stiff rules. Okay, it's one. <laughs> you sent me a screenshot. I got to stick to it. Yes, of course, Buck. Feel free. Give the people yeah. more options. So either secondary Bills targets, uh, Cole Beasley or Manny Sanders. Dawson Knox ruled out for this game. We saw what happened last week. Beasley, I believe he had six receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. I look for similar numbers. If, in fact, he's, he continues to get targets. But Manny Sanders, another really good start there. I just think the Bulls run woodshed. Or the Bills, not the Bulls. The Bulls are running woodshed over the NBA right now, by the way. Uh, which is, yeah, that's Billy Donovan getting it done. Shout out 06-07 back-to-back national champions. Go Gators, show Kim Noah, Torian Green, Al Horford, Corey Brewer, and my guy, Lee Hump, hitting threes all day. Um but yeah, the Bills, I, I feel good about Cole Beasley or Manny Sanders. But a guy that I really like, Bob, is, is Kadarius Tony, who is still still out there in a lot of these leagues, man. Mm-hmm. Get KT, are you with me, on that team if he's active. A lot of question marks with the Giants receivers. Care to share your thoughts on that threesome there? I know I kind of pivoted, but I, I like all three of those options given help. Uh, Cole Beasley arguably will be could be my start of the week if if there wasn't like some weird rules that we talked about uh prior to this about trying to find less rostered players i would have said cole beasley because dawson knox was his biggest problem because dawson knox exactly over the last few weeks was taking over as the main he was running the most slot routes and that was taken away from beasley he was taking a back seat some weeks to zach moss and it was just not good as soon as he goes down in that game with the broken hand his his routes go skyrocketing up Plus Miami, top, I think they're top three or four in the NFL in slot points per game allowed to wide receivers all over Cole Beasley. Kadarius Toney is an absolute freak. Um, you watch, you got to watch, just watch. So, I know people don't have access like film, but if you can watch his routes on YouTube, when you watch him run, it's amazing how, like, I, until you see it, he's so crisp with his routes and he creates so much separation. I think he's a legit talent. Um, Kansas City matchup. Kansas City is an out wide funnel matchup too, so I love that. When it fit, that's a gut. That's Gumbers, baby. That is what I'm talking about. It's a Gumbers start of the week, brought to you by Bob and Hot Sauce. Yeah, that's that. some good gut footage there. Yeah, it's not exactly. coverage. It's gut footage. Yeah. I love it. I love every second of it. Um, so yeah, I'm really feeling those guys, uh, especially this week. But to jump down to my my wide receiver buys, it's kind of a similar. Um, 
these guys are probably owned now in leagues. But when I was looking through this, it's Jarvis Landry, and I'm going to cheat too. It's Jarvis Landry sure. and Jerry Judy. Um, you know, both guys coming off injuries, they are probably dropped in shallower leagues because of injuries. Jerry Judy, if you don't have an IR spot, Jerry Judy probably was dropped in your leagues because you can't hold on to him in shallow bench spots. But you immediately insert these guys. And when I saw, listen, when I saw from Judy in week one, he was becoming the alpha. Six targets. He was six. He was dominating the Giants in the slot. It was ridiculous. And then he gets hurt. He immediately comes back and he's going to face a Washington football team that allows the third most points to slot receivers. And I think that he's going to step right in. And Jerry Judy was one of my guys this year that I thought he was going to take the next step and dominate. So I was all in on Jerry Judy. The other guy is Jarvis Landry. Now, Landry is playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, four years now, have not been able to cover slot receivers. They have not been good in the middle of the field at all. And Jarvis Landry, it, in my metric, they're second in points per game allowed to slot. So I think from a confidence thing, I think Jerry Judy and Jarvis Landry are solid starts this week, borderline wide receiver twos in those matchups. Before we jump into the tight ends, Buck, let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to talk quickly about another one of our sponsors. It's Jersey Jungle. We'll be back right after this. Are you a merchandise maniac or Jersey junkie like myself? You need to check out the Jersey Jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. You can use their promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys. 15% 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy so i have baseball jerseys as well i collect hall of fame jerseys i have a jackie robinson i have a ken griffey jr i have a willie mays jersey i got a shohei otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire go get yourself a jersey basketball baseball hockey football college they got rookies as well home away they have customs they have camouflage whatever you're feeling retro jerseys from any sport go hit up the jersey jungle on instagram dm the jersey jungle Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the website. They're high quality stitch and twill game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, folks. Buck, let's get into the tight ends now. Um, we t- now let's talk a little bit about tight ends we're fading this week. Uh, give us a tight end fade that's rostered in a lot of leagues that you're willing to not start this week uh, at the tight end position. We already talked about him, but it's Bob Tunyon. You're simply facing the team that shuts down tight ends more efficiently than any other team in the NFL. Uh, Bob Tunyon, not banking on him to get it done for me this week. Okay. Yeah. So my guy actually is someone that we've been promoting. I actually, he was my start last week. It's Ricky Seals Jones. Um, oh, this one's a little, man. this one's, this one's going to be tough. I know. I know. But when I was looking at Give Ricky me a minute, Seals, Bob. I know, I know. But listen, Ricky Seals-Jones last week, he got – so the first game he plays, he gets the five targets, he scores the touchdown, and he, he goes off. We were all excited. But when you look at how much they threw, I was like, wow, his target share wasn't even that that, that much. So in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, the end result was great, and it worked out. But, like, when you look at the five targets versus how many times Tyler Henneke, uh, Tyler Henneke threw the ball, it wasn't – the target share didn't add up. Then last week, he got off to a little bit of a slower start. His end of the game results in half-point PPR was about nine points or so, which is fine. Um, but this week's matchup, he's going up against a Denver Broncos defense that allows the fourth-fewest points to tight ends. But they use Ricky Seals-Jones as essentially a slot receiver. So when I looked at the slot usage, so I looked at slot usage versus Denver, they allow the 13th-fewest points to the slot in general. So at that, I'm like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it this week from a Ricky Seals-Jones perspective. And I think he's a popular streamer. I think I'm more excited about some of the guys we got cooking at the buy segment. So tell us someone that you can potentially replace these two players with at the tight end position for this week. I'm going to go – I'm going to match this with my QB play. Kirk Cousins. I'm going to go Tyler Conklin here. The Cowboys. Look at their matches. I'm not going to go through it here, but if you look at their games – when teams choose to primarily target a tight end as a set, well, not primarily as a secondary option, meaning 
You got option one, whatever stud receiver has the best matchup for him. The teams that have targeted the tight end second most in games have exploited this Cowboys defense. So I'm just taking the upside on the passing attack here with Kirk Cousins, Tyler Conklin, real topsy-turvy throughout this season. There's just not much out there. So if I'm going to take a dart throw, I'm going to take the game that I believe the quarterback is going to have the best game. But then using that research, looking at the games the Cowboys have played, where the target's secondary share has fallen to the tight end, they have failed, and they have failed miserably shutting that down. So I'm just banking on the fact that if they do choose to target Tyler Conklin, he could have a big game here this week. Okay. Yeah, I actually agree. My I actually wrote in my notes here, Tyler Conklin, because you gave me the du- the double dipper. You had a little hooper in there. And I, said, I always right, do. I'm just, just going to – I know, I know. Listen, so I said, yo, I'm going to put Tyler Conklin. I agree either way, and if you didn't bring him up, I was going to bring him up. So I agree on Conklin. The reason why I like Conklin, third on the team in routes last, last time they played, Three for 71 against a tough Panthers DST. Panthers are middle of the pack against tight ends. Cowboys are not. Cowboys allow much more points to the tight end position, 11th most in the league. So I think I agree with Conklin. My guy, though, if you, if Conklin is gone, it's, it's Evan Ingram. And it's not because he's great. Evan Ingram has been uh, is a very niche player. You have to have a system that allows him to be essentially a wide receiver, but he's a tight end. And there's not a lot of systems that allow that. And I think Pat Shermer would have been good for him. But this offense, they don't use him right. They use him on a bunch of weird PPR. You know, here's a quick throw. Try to run a screen here. Now, I know that doesn't add up usually to big games. But he last week against the Carolina Panthers, ironically enough, same as Conklin, week seven, had seven targets, six receptions, 44 yards. So in any PPR format, because no Tony, no Kenny Galladay, no Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton's just coming back from a hamstring. You know, and it just it comes to a point where they don't have options. So if Tony, the the, the statement I read in the, uh, the tweet today was Shepard, Tony, Galladay, Iffy. It's like, okay. Very much so, yeah. Iffy. So, like, I guess, uh, okay. I think at this point, when we get to by Sunday morning, we're going to probably know if those guys will play. And Saturday for the Monday game, we'll know if they're out completely or if they're questionable and how questionable they are. I think Evan Ingram is going to be a necessity again against a Chiefs defense, who, by the way, I mean, it can't get more embarrassing for the Chiefs. Now they're playing the Giants. They cannot lose this football game. They No one expects them to lose this football game, and they won't. I'm not – I think that – and I think about the, the Giants is that they also – I mean, for the Chiefs is that they can't just win the game 17-14. They need to go out there and say, hey, our, off, our offense is fine. We're going to drop a 30-burger on you. And I think that's going to force the Giants to have to throw. The Chiefs give up the fifth most points to the tight end position, which is why I think Evan Ingram could be a start for you this week. All right, Buck, those are all our start sits each position. This was all brought to you by Cara Factor. Make sure you're checking out our new sponsor, Cara Factor, for all your start sit needs, hair care products. It's skin care for hair. All right, before we go, we'd like to do some quick QB streamers um, of the week. And I think, listen, I think Teddy B is one of my, I think my start could also be a streamer. Um, some other notable names that pop up are like Trevor Lawrence against Seattle. Baker Mayfield, if he plays a potentially against Pittsburgh, you know, is a decent matchup. Um, yeah, I don't think we're really going to big dig deep here and go Mac Jones against the Chargers. But is there anybody from that list? Trevor Lawrence, Seattle, you know, maybe Teddy B this week, potentially. Um, are you looking at potentially if Tyrod Taylor comes back? That could be kind of fun. You know the Rams are going to put up points. Would you start Tyrod Taylor against the Rams? What's your thoughts about some of these QB potential streamers? Not going to start Tyrod here. I, I don't mind the Lawrence start. I think Lawrence makes a lot of sense there. I'm going to throw Danny Jones in the mix. I think Danny Jones is a good start for the reasons that you just went through. Those would be two of my top streaming options, along with Bridgewater, who just seemingly he gets picked up and then he gets dropped. He gets picked up and then he gets dropped. Chances are he's out there for you. So any of those three options, if you're in a very big pinch, which thankfully it's not nearly as severe as it was last week, but if you are in a pinch, go for it. Let's see what yeah. happens. I like all three of those. And for the tight end position, listen, let's talk a little bit about CJ Uzama against the Jets. The guy's been putting up points. The Jets have been deceivingly good against receivers, which could potentially help CJ Uzama uh, because I know Jamar Chase, we're never going to fade him again. I, I made, I pledged to the Lord that I will never do that. By the ever. way, that's the jersey I want. I want the white 
one Jamar Chase with the black tiger stripes on the nice. sleeves. Oh, boy. That's a yep. sexy-looking uniform. Yeah, so we got Gerald Everett against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have been one of the worst teams against tight ends. I know Geno Smith hasn't looked great, but Gerald Everett's been getting targets. He had three last week. And then also, if you jump down, Dan Arnold, ironically, against Seattle. Uh, this is another interesting one. Dan Arnold's been getting a lot of routes. He did have a good game a couple weeks ago before the bye. Uh, any of these guys stand out, or if you're – you know, if you're really strong, if you have a, let's say you do have a Darren, um, Darren Waller or Mark Andrews, you might have to scrape one of these guys. Any of these guys tickle the fancy. Um, not so much, man. Tight end is just a crapshoot. I like to just figure out which guy I'd like to have a beer with the most. Okay. And then opt for that fella, which is why I ended up with Ricky Seals Jones for so long. Um, but I'm going to go Austin Hooper here. I think I'd like to have okay. a beer with a Stanford man. I think that'd be an intellectual conversation that quickly degenerated into something completely different. Uh, but the Steelers are averaging four for 40 against tight ends. So four catches, 40 yards. If you're in a PPR, that's an eight-point performance. And then you're just rolling the dice on the touchdown. I think Austin Hooper has been disappointing. He's had his moments. But that is that is the story of tight end for 2021. It's just there's zero – Aside from the top five, six options, now Kyle Pitts is balling out of control. There's just not much out there. So you are rolling the dice. So I'm going to look at something that I can get at least a, an eight-point performance out of in a PPR format. I look at Austin Hooper as a worthy dart throw. Browns, they struggle to connect with wide receivers, Bob. They just can't do it. They can't connect with many pass catchers. But let's see what they can do there with Austin Hoops. All right, buddy. All right, those are our streamers for this week. Obviously, me and me and Buck did some digging for you just on our regular starts for the QB tight end position. So go get Conklin. Go get yourself some uh, Evan Ingram. Go get yourself some Austin Hooper this week at the tight end position. Before we go, let's buzz through some quick questions, Buck, before we get out of here. Let's jump at the top. I see Boring, Brandon Cooks, Cole Beasley, James Conner, half-point PPR from my flex. Buck, who do you got? I think it's between Cooks and Beasley for me in a half PPR. I'm going to go upside on Cooks here. Against the Rams, huh? Yeah, I'm actually going to go Cole Beasley. I, I actually am feeling that slot matchup. No Dawson Knox. I'm going to go Cole Beasley in this one. I first, when I saw this name, I thought it's Squid Game. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is it. We're going to get sucked into Squid Game. And next thing you know, I'm licking a cookie or something. But anyway. No, it's a chode. Chode? Whatever. It is. I didn't even watch it yet, so I don't even. Can know. you even have a giant chode? Maybe if it was giant squids chode, it would make more sense. But that's neither here nor there, Bob. Yeah, gotcha. What up, gents? Made a blockbuster trade today. Moved Mixon, Godwin, and Judy for Kamara and Galladay. Now got a core of Kyler, Zeke, Kamara, McLaurin, and Marvin Jones in a twelve team. I guess he just wants a pat on the back for the trade. Would you trade Mixon, Godwin, and Judy for Kamara and Galladay? No. No. Buck gives you two thumbs down, my friend. No, and I mean, look, you, you dropped Godwin, man. Like, and Judy, who's coming back here. You picked up Galladay, who's just, you just don't know. And you can't really believe in it. I can't, Bob. You might be able to with that jersey hanging behind you. Now, if it was like Kamara and Justin Zimmer, who in an IDP league, I'd probably opt for. But, you know, Mixon and Godwin and Judy, you're paying a king's ransom for Kamara and Galladay. Now I understand you got Kyler, Zeke, Kamara. That looks great on paper, but I would much rather have Godwin in there for a Marvin Jones. And Marvin Jones, fine player, but Godwin, in terms of the consistency that he can provide, especially down the stretch, I I don't love it, man. I don't love that trade because Mixon, while he hasn't been putting up the highlight reel games, he's consistent. Simply put, I mean, he's just a consistent running back. He gets in the end zone. I I, I don't like this trade here, Chode, Chodeman. There you go. And listen, I, I personally, when I, I think we get too complicated with trades because I think by the season's end, there might be three or four weeks you win this trade and maybe three or four weeks you lose this trade because this guy and that guy. I, that's why I like to do two for one, one for two, depth for talent or talent for depth. Keep it real simple, and that's it. That's how I view trades. Cute dog, but though I do appreciate the dog, though. I appreciate you. My pup does, too. Next up, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers this week. I think, Buck, this is funny. These are the two guys we're fading. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts here? Ryan because of Kyle Pitts. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Rodgers. He just four, five of the t- uh, six games without um, Adams, he had a top 10 game. So I think Kyler Murray is going to put up points and Rodgers is going to have to put up points as well. Ryan Allen, what's up, bud? What's up, boys? Thanks for the show with the news about Mark Ingram. How does the value of DJ increase? Worth dropping Zach Moss over. Would you drop Zach Moss for David Johnson because of the Mark Ingram trade? It's a tough question, right? You got two players there at different stages of their career in two completely different situations. If the Bills get back on track, and mind you, they scored 31 points in a loss, which is hard to come by in the NFL this day and age. So I'd rather have the player that's in the more efficient offense here. And when it comes down to garbage time, which I feel like the Texans will find themselves in more times than not. I'm going to opt for the player that's in the game script. I'm going to opt for the player that's in the flow of this game. And Zach Moss, despite being in a shared partnership here, they are amicable folks. Okay. The kids are getting along with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I just, I want the player in the better offense period. Um, But I am interested to see how David Johnson, how his workload looks because We've had this situation with Houston where he should be just the staple back in that backfield. And it just, it hasn't come to fruition for us in any way at all. And I think he's on the downturn of his age and it's unfortunate because he was such a great player when he was with the Cardinals or excuse me, he he is with the Cardinals. He was such a great player when he was with, uh, no, who is he with with now? The Texans. Yeah, he's with the Texans. You get these damn teams in the Southwest thrown my way, and I lose my mind. It's but okay. you you knew the player he was. He's not that same player here. It's late here, Bob. It's a, it's past 10 o'clock. I know. I'm sorry. We're going to get you through this. Anyway, Phil Lindsay's still there too, folks. This is going to be a split backfield. Phil Lindsay's not going anywhere. Uh, it's going to be David Johnson, Phil Lindsay. I suggest you could pick them up. I am not dropping Zach Moss for him, though, because Phil Lindsay will probably get the lead ball carrier work. But it does fight some clarity. Plus, they still have Rex Burkhead. I know people don't want to hear this, but they could still have Rex Burkhead getting three to four touches a game, too. Just to really kind of love Rex Burkhead, it, by the way. Stick it to you. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? He's a great. He's been awesome. Uh, he was like a fifth-round pick one year, and it didn't work out, but it would have been great, though. Um, jumping over to Mongul. Monguli. Moguli? Mowgli. Mowgli. Think Jungle uh, Book, bro. What are your thoughts? I know. We, I feel like you this probably never, always, You've yeah. probably never seen Jungle Book, nor I, yet. I, I might have. I might have when I was a kid, but at this point, I just delete everything at this point. It's like I do my own MIB. You're just thing a every- football robot, Bob. Yeah, uh, it's basically all it is. Sorry. I know. No substance. Actually, call, talk to me in January. I'll, I'll watch freaking Jungle Book for you. Anyway, what are your, your guys' thoughts on Keaton Allen not getting many throws to him? I'm getting, these, um, getting less confident in him. Same with Amari Cooper. Uh, you know, Buck, I'll do this one first. Keenan Allen's getting a shit ton of targets. He just hasn't scored any touchdowns this year. He has one touchdown on like, it's not targets, not volume. He's being overshadowed by Mike Williams, but he's still a low end wide receiver too right now. He's a top 20 receiver in points per game in PPR. Mike Williams blew up. I get that, but it's going to slowly come back to the mean. Mike Williams getting all the touchdowns. Keenan Allen has one. If you look at the targets, it's still Keenan Allen. He's still getting featured in the red zone. It's going to regress back to the mean. He's a buy low. Same thing with Amari Cooper. Rest of season, top seven out wide matchup schedule. I love Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup's coming back. This offense is going to explode. CeeDee Lamb in the slot again. Dalton Schultz, forget about it. I love both these guys. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, are you going to go to the waiver wire and and scoop people? You're going to play in front of Keenan Allen or Amari Cooper? Who are you targeting? Are you packaging them and getting Jamar Chase? I don't think so. So. No, I mean, unless it's going to be some something that I truly believe in, which is it's on you, Mowgli. Like, I can't tell you what to believe in, but you know what? Believe in love, brother, and love the guys who've got you there. Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper will be fine rest of season. All right, we're going to answer two more because we have two people really hitting us up. One is from Beach. Come here now, Beach89. Uh, he's got a good one here. It's Eliza Mitchell. Nick Chubb or Kenneth Gainwell need to in half point PPR. Obviously, it's Eliza Mitchell, Kenny Gainwell situation here. What's your thoughts, Buck? Kenny Gainwell this week. Let's see what he has in the tank. Yeah, I'm gonna go Elijah Mitchell. I think I think the San Francisco run game. I want that, so we'll see. I'll be a full one to watch, but two point five PPR. Oh, need two point five. So yeah. my two. Yeah, yeah. Chubb Gainwell for me. Okay. All right. Let's do one more here before we get out of here. 
um, heads underscore because heads straight up was, of course it was tip. Why wouldn't it be? Should I trade away Knox with my tight ends being Goddard and Schultz and Knox already going to say yes. I want Javante Williams with uh, my RBs being Kamara Moss, Jamal Williams, and David Johnson probably getting rid of Jay Will. I wouldn't, I would try to trade Jay Will to the Swift owner because he does have offered some, some very low end flex appeal, but he also offers a lot to that Swift owner. So Browse through that, you know, DM us on, on Fantasy Focused I, at myself, Fantasy Football X Factor. We can help you with trades. But I think Jay will don't drop him yet. Reach out to the Swift owner first. See if he wants him before you drop him. But let's talk about this Knox deal. Um, I think it's a slam dunk. We have Goddard, who could be a top six tight end with no Zach Ertz. And you have Schultz, who my man crush right now at the tight end. But what's your thoughts about a Knox trade? And would you trade him for Javante Williams? Here's how I structure this. I, I actually looking at this a different way. If you well, I look at it the same way. If it's Knox for Javante Williams, I'm going with that. I think if you can get away with that trade, you should. You have depth there. I'm riding the Schultz train. You got to get back up there and go dare. Um, I like how I do go dare, like it's Robert Goulet. Um, I would do that trade. However, I don't know that he's going to accept Dawson Knox for Javante Williams. I certainly wouldn't considering the advanced statistics on Javante Williams running style, but who knows how in depth this owner is taking things here. So why not package Jamal Williams and Dawson Knox for Javante Williams and kind of a bench piece that he might have on a squad? Well, I mean, would you trade Goddard or Schultz instead? Because those are I my would trade. I mean, Goddard and Williams might work as well. Got it, yeah. Williams, Javante Williams. See what he's got. There's okay. a lot of Williams being thrown about. Out Huge. Here, Bob. Yeah, you know we we usually cap out at two Williams, but at this point we're just going all in. All right, folks, that's all we got for today, guys. Listen, this was the week Wednesday week show. Me and Buck, Buck and Bob, Bob and Buck, whatever you want to do it. Our Sunday we talk about Thursday night football preview. We talk a little bit about our start sits, fades of the week, buys of the week. We talk about some QB streamers. Answer your some of your questions, but make sure that you're joining us every Sunday live. Moving forward, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, we go through all your start sit questions. We answered a few today. Imagine that times three hours. That's what we do every Sunday live. We do it for you. We also want to make sure that you know that every Sunday live is brought to you by one of our new partners, and it's Good Sports. Good Sports is we donate 10% of all our donations. So if you use the Super Chat function on YouTube to get your question answered right away, 10% of that donation goes to Good Sports to help provide equipment to underprivileged communities so youth uh, kids can play youth sports. Great organization. And if you're not part of the YouTube channel community, you can actually use the TC Kabat Venmo. Also donate that way if you're on Twitch, if you're on Periscope, if you're watching us on any other platforms as well. Buck, before we go, anything else you got to say to the people? Uh, just thanks, everybody, for the love, the support. I hope you all join us on Sundays. It, it's not just fantasy analysis. It's hijinks. We're off the wall at times. It's all in good fun, and we love interacting with you. So please join us, and uh, everybody have a great rest of your week, and let's enjoy the Thursday night football. It should be a doozy. Yeah, man. All right, this episode is the Candlestick Hits Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy-Focused YouTube channel. All our episodes are a part of the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by Bet Online AG. So make sure you're checking us out on all our platforms. I'm Buck. Oh, no. I'm Bob. That's Buck. We're out of here, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.